Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us now uh, in the studio, our buddy Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, the host of the Pro Hoops postgame show on the, and the big show on 105.7 FM The Fan, our flagship out of Milwaukee. Spark, how you doing, buddy? Doing good. What's up, Bill? So you tell me what the reaction was like after that game. I was listening, and I, I mean, it was like uh, I, I think some people were stunned, some people were mad, and other people were saying, I told you so. I was fuming. Uh, I don't know about everybody else, but I was fuming. I, I, don't, I, I didn't see any chance they were going to get beat by the Magic. Uh, nonetheless, get beat by double figures. Nonetheless, get owned for the entire game by the Magic. And literally, nobody showed up outside of Giannis and George Hill. They were about the only two guys. They couldn't stop anybody from going to the rim. They couldn't protect the rim. They couldn't defend the three. They themselves on the other side of the floor couldn't get their offense going either. I mean, overall, it was just a horrible basketball game for the Milwaukee Bucks. What do you think of Bledsoe's performance? Uh, Better than I mean, Middleton's? I mean, from a, uh, yeah, because I don't expect as much from Bledsoe. I, I, I said coming into this thing that, I look at Chris Middleton, just do what you do during the season, right? You average 20, 23, 24 points a game, I'm happy. Bledsoe gets me 15 to 20 a game and you know six or so assists a game. I'm okay with with that as well. That That's kind of where I'm looking at it from that perspective. Now, when we start talking about winning NBA championships uh, and, and beating teams in the NBA Finals or Eastern Conference Finals, you're going to need those two to do that, and then you're going to need the other guys to, to make big shots. Brooke Lopez... Has to be able to hit that, knock down that outside three-point shot. Kyle Korver's got to be able uh, to catch fire in a couple games and help you win a game or two that way as well. I understand most people want to put this whole thing on Giannis and say, well, Giannis should score 50. It's all on Giannis. He's the superstar. He should do more. I I understand that line of thinking, but reality is you don't have Anthony Davis uh, with Giannis like LeBron James has with him at this point, right? You don't have uh, Paul George uh, with him. Now, some may say Chris Middleton's better than Paul George. I vehemently disagree uh, that he is. So you need more of a team effort, I think, around Giannis at this point. I uh, I agree with you. I think um, I don't know what I want to put into. I know Steve alluded to it last night, Steve Novak, where you know, hey, uh, guys were talking around the pool and they said this is the way you beat the Bucks. Do you think the way you beat the Bucks is penetrate, kick out to the weak side, and you're going to get the open threes, and they're not going to defend it? Is that what we're now looking at? I'm pretty sure that's what you did against Scott Skiles' teams. That's what you did against mm-hmm. Jason Kidd's teams, and that's what you do against Mike Boonholzer's teams. Yeah, that's that's always been it. I mean, that to me, that's that's really not a surprise, and you're not going to change that. They all of them have believed in packing the paint, stopping people from going to the rim. That's why you added Robin Lopez to go along with Brooke Lopez. That's why you did all of this. And Boonholzer, who's been knocked for you know not changing and not making adjustments and so forth, I don't think he's going to change what his defense is. I think Boonholzer comes in and says, okay, let's see him make those many threes again. Let's see what happens. Uh, and if they make him again, then let's see if Boonholzer does, every, does anything when they're down two games to zero at this point. I, I just, you know who he reminds me of a, a little bit? He is kind of like Bo Ryan. And the fact that Bo just 
refused to change his defensive concepts and how he was going to play. I'm not playing zone. I don't care if it's going to cost me a game or not. I'm not going to zone. And Mm -hmm. too bad, so sad. It would cost him in a tournament game from time to time because of his stubbornness. And to a degree, I think that is exactly uh, the the way that Boonholzer approaches things. He believes in his concept, and if it burns him, fine, but he thinks more times than not he can win that way. Uh, guys like DiVincenzo have not been able to really step up. Pat Connaughton has struggled. Uh, the, the one thing that I keep thinking about is these guys were all kind of unsung heroes at one point or another throughout the season, and they haven't been able to really perform in the bubble. Is it just the bubble, or do you think it's just at some point the dam is going to break and these guys are going to start to perform? I don't know. I I think DiVincenzo, um, you know, he's got a couple more games here, and and then you got to figure out what you want to do. And, and and I know Mason is a guy that's been in the G League most of the year and so forth, uh, but he's definitely shown the ability to score. He, even in the scrimmages when he was in, he he can figure out a way to get the ball in the basket. And if you can't get consistent scoring off the bench, I, I think it's something you might have to consider if DiVincenzo can't get himself going. You cannot continue to have him out there. You know, going two for six, two for seven with four or five turnovers or something crazy like that. It just, he has to be more consistent offensively and quit turning the ball over if he's going to be a key bench player for this Bucks team, I think, going forward. I, uh, I look at what Giannis did yesterday or the other day and I think, okay, fantastic. But he also didn't score down the stretch. The last 11 minutes of the game were rough for him. Um, is that, look, uh, to me, when you need the MVP the most, that's when you need it. When they got it to within four, they got it to within one at one point, and it just didn't turn out from there. Does Giannis need to do more? Giannis is who Giannis is at this point, man. I, you come out and he, he shoots three of four from the three point line, uh, and then he misses his next three, ends up, uh, three for seven on the day. He is who he is. They're going to sag back, and they're going to wall him off like Toronto did last year. Every NBA team is going to do this, I think, the rest of the playoffs. So he's going to have to hit outside shots to a certain degree, or he's going to have to get baskets in transition. That's how it's going to go, because it doesn't appear they have any interest in dropping the ball to him in the post and letting him work against smaller defenders when he has uh, the matchup. It doesn't appear that they want to do that on the offensive side of the floor. So, again, I just... I. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should expect more from Giannis. But I think what Giannis gave you in the first game is great. If he gives you that every game the rest of the way out, I'll be happy with what he gave you going forward. What you can have happen is you can't have Giannis give you 18 points in a game or 16 points in a game. He's got to give you what he gave you in the in the regular season, and that's 30 points. And you hope you can get a 40-point game out of him from time to time and more than you know what meets the eye. And, and the other thing you get scared about is that in the end of the game situations, you know, the last quarter, last six minutes, seven minutes of the game, or whatever else, uh, if people start going and hacking Giannis and trying to send him to the line, that that's the other thing I get concerned about of you know using guys six fouls and just gambling that Giannis isn't going to make his free throws. Uh, which I completely agree with you. It goes back to the old hack-a-shack theory when Shaq was on the floor late in ball games in tight situations, without a doubt. Uh, talking with Steve Sparky Viper, host of the uh, Milwaukee Pro Who's Post Game Show, uh, Vucevic just went off. Uh, yeah. Do you change anything defensively on him? It is what it is. He's always killed the Bucks. I mean, you're going to give up those points to him, so be it. If if he scores, he scores, that's fine. What you can't have is you can't have guys like Fournier taking wide-open threes the guy's made his whole career in the NBA about shooting the three. That's all he can do. So you can't be leaving guys like him wide open, even though, like we talked about earlier, 
uh, that Budenholzer doesn't seem all that concerned about it, that's where the issue to me really begins. You know Vucevic is going to do what he's going to do. What you have to stop is you can't allow 100-year-old DJ Augustine to go wherever he wants on the offensive side of the floor. You just can't. You, you've you got to be able to slow him down. That that has to stop. The other thing that has to stop is you cannot allow guys that only can shoot threes to continue to have wide-open threes the entire basketball game and then cross your fingers and hope they miss enough so you can win a basketball game when on paper you should blow this team out. Do you think the Bucks just were reading the press clippings and just thought that they should just roll over uh, sure. over Orlando? Yeah. Sure, I I did. I I said sweep. I've been saying sweep. I didn't care who they faced in the first round. I was saying sweep. Miami that concerns me a little bit. Uh, Eastern Conference Finals, whoever that ends up being, Boston or Toronto, that'll concern me more. Uh, but I didn't think this would be an issue. I really didn't. And I'm guilty, right? I heard you talking to Steve Novak about flipping a switch. That's what I said last year throughout the season. I kept saying, they'll just flip the switch in the fourth quarter. Like I didn't even care about first half of basketball games and third quarters last year because I knew when it came time, they'd flip the switch, defense would lock down, offense would take off, and that would be the end of it, and they would win and pull away at the end. And since they've gotten into this bubble they haven't shown the ability to necessarily do that. And maybe they don't have that switch anymore. I have no idea. I saw George Carl uh, just put out a tweet uh, just before I came on the air I was looking at and retweeted talking about togetherness is going to be the key in this bubble of who's going to win, right? Mm -hmm. And he thinks that's going to be a big deal, and he thinks Boston has that, Houston has that. Named a third team, I don't remember who it was, but three teams. And maybe that will be the difference. Maybe that chemistry... Uh, and that togetherness of everybody being on the same page will be the difference. But when you hear guys like George Hill talking about the weight of the bubble and Giannis talking about the weight of the bubble and you can't get away from basketball, it's 24-7 and it's tough and so forth, that type of stuff is going on around the NBA. It's not just with the Bucks. It's whoever can get over that hump mentally better, I think, is going to have the best chance at the end of the day. Do they win this one? They better. Is this a must win? Uh, no, not a must win. I'm not going to go that far, but if they're down 2-0, there's going to be panic in the streets uh, uh, of Wisconsin. I promise you from the northern tips of Wisconsin to the southeast corner of Wisconsin or southwest corner of Wisconsin, everybody will be in panic mode tonight and tomorrow if they lose. I I think the Bucks win by double figures easy. I think the Bucks pull away, blow this team out, uh, and, and try and put their foot on them and let them know who is boss. If that does not happen, and if they do lose... I think panic will be justified if they go down two games to nothing. I don't think the series is over, but I think panic will be justified. The only reason I say I would be panicked at that point would be is if they they lose this one, they have not won back-to-back games in the bubble yet, and that that bothers me a little bit. Spark, always good stuff. We'll be listening after the ballgame. Sounds good. Thanks, Bill. All right, pal. Talk to you later. There you go. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer joining us for a couple of minutes, and uh, he's live in studio. But uh, normally our guests appear in the uh, Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 